You're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden... Is this the test now? Yes. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down... What? What desert? It doesn't make any difference. What desert is completely hypothetical. But how come I'd be there? Maybe you're fed up. Maybe you want to be by yourself. Who knows? You look down and you see a tortoise, Leon. It's crawling towards you. Tortoise? What's that? You know what a turtle is? Of course. Same thing. Never seen a turtle. But I understand what you mean. You reach down, you flip the tortoise over on its back, Leon. Can you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? Or they write them down for you. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to Cheap Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. I uh, I don't know. I was, I was listening to another show today, and they were literally having a discussion on on their intro. Should they say um, "Welcome to our show" or "Welcome back," as if to, to you know acknowledge those that continue to listen, but also we need to yeah. say thank you for those who are joining us new. So I will say "Welcome back" to those of you who continue to listen, and thank you for those the masochists. Who uh, are joining us for the first time. This would be very cool if it is. This is episode 288, and tonight we're talking about Blade Runner. Now, if you have seen Blade Runner... Don't you Runner, run with that blade. You're going to fall. Put an eye out. Yeah, you're not wrong. If you've seen Blade Runner and are a fan of it, then you're probably thinking, well, which version did they watch? Well, Netflix only gave us one version, and it was the final cut, which by all accounts is the good one. So... What's the bad one? Uh, the theatrical version. Really? Yeah, the theatrical. Well, now version. I'm interested to, to know what the difference was. Well, because this is the first time I've seen. Yeah, it had. Um, well, we'll get it. Well, it, the, the biggest yeah. difference, honestly. Denzel Washington in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it it was uh, uh, Harrison Ford voiced over the whole thing. Did a film yeah. noir voiceover. You know, it was Tom Green. Uh, Tom, okay, I think Tom Green yeah. would have been like. One. Yeah. He's because he's my age. Anyway, this is episode Blade Runner. That's oh. what I said. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Hi, Sean. We're st- <laughs> Andrew, we're still waiting <laughs> on flying cars, Jimison. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Somebody, That's what I thought of when you said, oh, hi. Yeah, I know. Oh, hi. Yeah, you yeah. know, I wish I worked with someone named Mark because I would say that like every day. All the oh, time. I have a student named Mark. I say that at least oh, twice hi, a Mark. day. Oh, hi, nice. Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. It's just like, like after you've clearly established that you have seen him, you know, and you're just, <laughs> you're just randomly like, oh, hi, Mark. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I see you there, Mr. Jemison. Oh, okay. Oh, hi. That's, that's and perfect. Sam. Yes. Why is everything wet? 
vector? Well, it's L.A., and they get lots of rain. I mean, they're the, probably the wettest <laughs> part of the United States. You're not wrong. You know, there's, there's, there's a reason why Hollywood has so much uh, movies set in the water. is because uh, it just rains all the time in Southern California. Well, you know, they did big, build that big river um, trough system, you know, that they, yeah. that movies are often like to, they always through. drive the cars through yeah. when it's dry. So they always must yeah. find those weird times where it's not raining yeah. because clearly in night in 2019, it's going to be raining all the time. Oh, and by the way, Sean, yeah, just, you know, if you're ever hanging off a building, <laughs> I will, I will certainly save you as you're falling. Yeah. And then just when you think you're safe, I'll drop you. Okay. I figured that's what you'd do. Yeah. I, I, I figured you would say I thought maybe. Oh, I, th- I thought maybe Sean would do some backflips and you shoot him in midair. <laughs> and then, and then you know, convulse on the ground and scream. Ooh. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> this is why you don't drink and, and... I thought that was a sound effect from the movie there for a second. Yeah. No, yeah. that was my coffee mug hitting the... Microphone. Sorry. Hey, no, it's funny because in my head so- headphones and in the recording, it sounded like a record sk- uh, record skip, right? Yeah, like like some <laughs> dude just entered the bar that no one, you know, like like he's not supposed to be there, and for whatever reason, there's always that one guy that scratches the record. A Canadian gets into the uh, the Wisconsin bar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or a, an Alabama bar or something like a Canadian yeah. gay dude walked into an Alabama bar and is you know that scratch. With a baby, with a with a baby, yeah, um, a different color, nice callback. a different color than him, baby. There you go. Yeah, mm. you have a baby Perfect. in a bar. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dry it off, and then we'll uh, yep. dive into this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, two thousand or nineteen eighty two's Blade Runner. This movie is as old as I am. And wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it has it's aged just as well. You know, I think it's aged probably a little bit better than I have. Let's just be fair. <laughs> uh, this movie seems to get thinner as it goes along. You keep taking stuff away, the director, and I keep adding stuff on. As nice. in, as in my belly. Um, this is only my second time seeing this movie, uh, and I know. Wait, Sam, you you have forced me to watch this movie and, and wanted me to watch it so many times. You've only seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Well, I liked. It I mean, the just, fir- yeah. I liked it the first time. I mean, there are some movies yeah. that you just don't need to see more than once. Okay. You know. Sure. I mean, I will always say, "Hey, go! You should watch you know Snowpiercer. It's a really good movie. I don't ever uh-huh. want to watch it again." But it's oh, a- I kind of do. I do too. Yeah, actually, you're not wrong. Let's go see it. Yeah, yeah let's go I, watch it I, together. I can, I can watch it again. <laughs> let's get some beer. Well, because the there's a new show. There's a show in USA coming out. It's, it's a TV show. And how are they going to make that a long, drawn out? A long form? I don't know. I right? Don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They're just going to be sitting around like a regular train, you know, like commuters. Yeah, and you just kind of so? looking, looking awkwardly at each other, trying not not to make eye contact, and while while reading eating newspapers uh, and in their phones, and while know. while eating cockroach bars. Yeah, okay. yeah, that sounds fun. Which wait, wasn't it made up of their children or something? Didn't, no, didn't no. end up being. Yeah, it was like it was flesh of some kind. No, the, yeah. the food bars were just made of cockroaches. They ate. No, I, I, I want to say part of it was human. No, I don't. I don't 
remember. I just uh-huh. remember him looking into the thing, and it was all cockroaches. The part where no, he ate was, people there was, was body parts. Was there were body parts in there too. Yeah. Really? Did I miss? Yeah, that? man. Yeah. What? <laughs> I got a. I can't sleep now. Yeah. Yeah, you look that up. Oh my goodness! I can't. I can't deal with this right now. I, how am I gonna? I can't focus on Blade Runner now, knowing this. <laughs> that can't be true. I think you guys are just like harassing me. No, that it's it was true. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure. Okay, I don't know how to look it up other than to go back and watch the movie. Yeah, sounds like we're gonna have to watch the movie again. Uh, yeah. Well, the protein blocks were made of combining seawood, tangle, sugar, and gelatin. So, I mean, if if we rewatch it for the podcast, can we call it Cheap Seat Reviews Take Two? Ah, uh, oh, there you go. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, okay. sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how to. Again, like I'll have to. Jeez, oh, I don't want to go back and watch it. I just remember when he looked into it. Uh, Evans looks into the machine that makes it, and I just remember him seeing. Millions of cockroaches. Oh, yeah. And I remember yeah. us even talking about, like, how are they farming those cockroaches? And I just, anyway, whatever. All right. Well, I mean, if you guys say it, I'm, I almost yeah. believe you. I mean, Sam lies all the time, so, and he's what? typically wrong. But It's not a lie when I believe it's right. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah? You should ask yeah. our president about that. <laughs> <laughs> He would also believe a lie is, yeah. is not a lie if he believes it's right. And one star review from Republicans. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this movie, 1982. So, Andrew, had you seen this before? I, I can't remember. Yes, and I will explain it in my five-word review. Okay. I guess oh. I should acknowledge this first. This is clearly not Rumble in the Bronx. Um, we were <laughs> going to do that. When Sam and I compiled the list for the next three months, Rumble was streaming and it got taken off uh, either in the dark of night or we just missed it somehow. So yeah. um, instead of just filling in another Jackie Chan movie, we decided to just neck man up and push uh, push Blade Runner. So we've got two Harrison Ford movies back to back. One with grumbly cranky uh, Harrison Ford and one with young and Slightly high-pitched voice, very wet. Especially when he's talking to the stripper, the snake stripper. Yeah, that was funny. And some balls hadn't dropped yet. Um, yeah. That voice was really weird. Uh, all right, so Sam, let's, I'll let you start off with your five-word review. All right, I've actually got a few here. All right. Um, my first one is yesterday's futuristic-style film noir. Film noir. All right. Which is which is five words, which is a lot, right? Yeah. Well, and then I've got. Uh, leave robots alone, you bastards. <laughs> okay. And then tears fall on deaf ears. Oh, that's. Yeah, I, I. That's a little in... poetic. Yeah, I know it. That's true. Yeah. That's um, a little poetic. I like that. It was interesting that it was, I, it, it just, I don't know. It was such a slow burn and it the, the visuals were neat considering it was last year. That it was supposed to take place. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> why there's we, a lot of. What's that? Why did we do this back then? Like, 
I, I feel we, like we assumed that 2015 was millions of years in the future. I just it feels yeah, like right. Star Trek is the only one that was like, hey, we're just gonna set this in the 23rd century because it makes sense. That no way. one alive <laughs> will get there, you know, so we can make it yeah. be as fantastic as we want. But I mean, like. Even Back to the Future was like, oh, by 2012, we'll have hover conversion for your vehicles. And he's just like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think that one one scientific breakthrough, then we're flying. Or, you know, we have hover technology. I don't, I don't think we should ever have that. I just... Why not? People, we've, got, we've got self-driving cars that people thought it was crazy. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that the technology isn't advanced that we could eventually do it. I just don't want people flying. You know, like, yeah, have you met some of these people? Yeah, that's my point. Like, if if people some are some people are, can't park while they're on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if people are going to ignore state inspections in North Carolina and have cars with bits and pieces falling off the back, I don't want that flying over my house. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. True, but or, more than more than likely, you would have inspections a little bit more. Oh yeah, you think intense. so? Intense. I would think Could so. you imagine an FWI flying while intoxicated? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Paul Delta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, wow. if, you, if you lose your 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 Jeep Jeep license, your hover conversion, then you can just go fly for Southwest. You'll be fine. <laughs> One star review from pilots. Okay. Anyway, uh, keep going, Sam. All right. So it, visually, it's interesting. I like the idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe this, in, ter- in terms of robots are hiding among us. Uh-oh. And Sam is gone. Really? Already? No. <laughs> show Better just... it's in the remote. Yeah, it's showing. They are hiding among us, <laughs> and they are turning off my remote as I speak. Yeah. So okay. you, you've got to be careful with that, right? Yeah, yeah, got to um, be careful. But, but I... I don't know if this is the original idea behind that, but um, if it is, cool. Kudos to them. Um, I don't understand why they have to kill the replicants. Did they? Did they explain that in the movie? Uh, they're just not. They're illegal. They're not supposed yeah. to be down here. So. So. But yeah. so there's no other reason than that. The, uh, no, uh, yeah, I guess because the yeah, idea which is, makes me pull for them even more. The, I guess that, the idea is that they're they're a danger to us as a society, and so therefore we must shoot them in the back while they run through glass. Yeah, so they're I mean, just trying to live. They have a four year lifespan. Yeah. So economically, you know, think about if you had a bunch of replicants. I don't know, gardening for you. You know, picking strawberries, uh, doing some carpentry work. Wouldn't you want, you know, that around instead of just, I don't know, killing them all off or, well, again, or yeah, yeah, deporting you, them all? Yeah, do that. You just can't do it on Earth. That's the deal. Yeah. The again, none of us have obviously read the book, and yeah. and maybe it gets more. Who, uh, who, who wrote the book? <laughs> you just want me to say it so you can giggle. It's Philip K. Dick. <laughs> wrote, wrote the book. He also wrote the book that we have seen. Um, uh, we, uh, he wrote the book for Minority Report, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, The Man in High Castle. Yeah. And so, and I was reading the trivia, which, my God, the trivia on this. Um, 
But he wrote uh, Man in the High Castle first yeah. and then came up with this idea for this movie while doing that. And, oh, that wow. and that the idea was that, you know, what if there was an Aryan race that was, that was superior, but they were, like, illegal? And so that's why yeah. Roger Howard was the perfect cast, because he's, he's Aryan. It's, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, keep going, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, I just, I, I, I actually, even in the beginning, I felt bad for these robots. And I, I kind of saw where it was going in terms of, um, <laughs> sorry, the dog is, Kimberly is chasing the dog who has a squeak toy right under my feet. Sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt everybody. There, there she goes. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, Kimberly made it onto a show. Wow, yeah, great. she made it onto the show. Um, so, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. This movie is just weird. It's just the whole thing makes you feel weird. And to me, it felt like the robots were more human than the humans around them yeah. in terms of what they were trying to do and how they felt and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but it was an interesting dynamic to show, right? Because Harrison Ford seemed a lot more robotic than not robotic, more like a human, like these replicants. Whereas you've got the creator of the replicants who is very weird. You've got the toy maker guy who's really, really weird. Mm. You know, you've got all these other side characters that just are just weird. But yet the replicants seem interesting to me, at least. I want to see more about replicants. That's all I want. I, I want to see a replicant uprising. I didn't know Paycheck was a book from him. We've seen Paycheck. Which one? Payback? No, Payback, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Didn't we do next, the one with Nicolas Cage where he can see into the future a little bit? Yeah. That's also one of his. I didn't know that. One of who? Phillips. Um, Oh. I didn't know that. Did he make TVs? Did he make Phillips? Nice. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philip K. Richard. (laughs) 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 so i i i kind of went back and forth it it at least i will say it kept my attention and i had a really hard time trying to focus on doing anything else other than watching this movie um which is a good thing it's always a good thing but do i want to watch it again probably not um give it some time and i still don't quite the whole ending with on the roof and all that sort of stuff was just, it was like out of a dream. It was weird. Mm. It was just strange. And the dialogue was strange and, but it was beautiful at the same time. Yeah. And I guess this replicant knew he was dying, right? He, he yeah. basically, he couldn't get extension because Mr. He went, uh, Mr. Glass, the mountain on the guy's head there. Yeah, geez, um, that was rough. Right. Mm. And, um, so, he just knew that was coming, and I guess that's what he decided to do with his last few minutes. I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe you guys can explain a little bit more. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think I can. Maybe Andrew has some insight. I just, I, I, all I could think of is um, Isaac Asimov, his books, you know, I, Robot, existed before he wrote 
uh, before Philip K. Richard wrote this book. So yeah. my first mm-hmm. thought was he should have that guy should have cre- in the replicants he should have created the three laws of robotics, and yeah. and then this movie becomes really different. You know, like oh these these four are breaking their code. They're somehow but other than the guy who was who was caught and killed the guy after he asked about his mother, did they do anything? Well, I guess they did kill some people. <laughs> but it it seemed like it was not a like it wasn't a spree. It wasn't like they were just going around no, no, randomly. No. Yeah, no, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like some kind of murder bot, right? It wasn't like they created Ultron who just wants to kill everyone, right? Like they just Yeah. They yeah, yeah, they they wanted to do their own thing and they're going to hurt you if you're in the way of doing their own thing, which is, you know, I I that's kind of how life is, right? That's how mm-hmm. Real, yeah. real people are, which is, I think, the point is to show the difference, like you said, your 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 humanity. Um, so anyway, Andrew, I'll let you uh, talk for a while now. Thanks. Um. <laughs> so five more review for I mean, me. We are we are paying have you two. to be here, so we might as well have you know have you talk. Yeah, sure. I, I, just sign um, language. Just use sign language. Let's, let's switch to yeah, that. Yeah, we can go back listeners. to your phone where you type messages into your phone. And do oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> You're still mad at me for that. Um, one, I am. No, it's fine. So five-word review. I have two of them. Uh, seen it better in multiplicity. <laughs> okay. Seen it done better in multiplicity. Um, Wait, is that the Batman and, one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna go eat a dog. Out. <laughs> Some pizza, Steve. Um, and then my other five-word review is the reason I failed philosophy. Ah, nice. Yeah. So in college, I had this grad assistant that was teaching intro to philosophy, and I took this class because of some mutual friends of ours said you should take this class with us. And of course, it was an eight AM class, and mutual friends of uh, ours. Who who do we know? Who would drag know? you in there? Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Wesley Allred. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have to take that for your major? No, What's that's the, the other thing. I didn't have to. Right? How would you yeah. But it was that? humanity. Oh, good question. I had to take uh, it for my business minor. Yeah, I had to take it for philosophy or uh, for psychology. So. But uh, but Ugh, but I remember I remember it being the, painful. Yeah, he uh, he showed us this film, and never really explained anything, and so I didn't really know why I was watching it, and I guess he just was assuming that we would all kind of catch on <laughs> that you know there's a there's a, a philosophical. Uh, problem here that you've created life and now there's a job to kill it. Uh, but is it real? Is it live? You know, is it, does it have feelings? Does it have thoughts? Yeah. Like you know, the lady uh, and who so, didn't know she was a robot. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I, looking back at it now, I, I get it. But then I was just thinking, why the hell am I in this eight o'clock class watching Blade Runner? <laughs> and so I didn't pay attention. Uh, so I'm kind of bitter about it. 
But um, we can't tell. We yeah. can't tell at all. <laughs> but uh, watching it now for the second time, and and another thing is, I had to watch it for the class in in segments. Mm. You know, because the class was only fifty minutes or something. So uh, we didn't get to, to get through the whole thing in one. So I, it wasn't enjoyable to do that in the first place, which made it confusing. Um, but this time uh, watching it, I, I saw it a little bit better for what it was. I see why people like the movie. I'm still not a huge fan. Um, it is very aged yeah. and not in a good way. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at... Uh, a couple of things like there's, I guess, if I had to guess what the technology was going to be like in the year 3000, and I'm making a movie about that future, you know, are we going to have ceiling fans? <laughs> are we going to have phone booths? You know, a, a lot of these things we think, of course, we don't have those things. Yeah, um, are we going to have... Uh, but, four, but back in the 80s, I mean... Are we going right. to have four by three tube TVs on the corner to to show when it's time <laughs> right. to walk? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, and, and if you really stop and think about it, did they get any technology correct? Did they get anything right? The only thing that they did I thought was actually cool was the fact that he could scan a picture and zoom in so far as to create clarity i mean it was like he digitized the picture and then was able to go into the original source i mean that technology isn't real and that was i mean it was kind of cool i thought and then you get a polaroid from it yeah and then you can <laughs> from it, yeah. but of course uh, no you're right that technology is it it's cool yeah um but no they didn't get I, that right uh, to answer your question no i think that we can reconstruct things now on a computer with, with the two-dimensional mm-hmm. image. Um, so I guess it's sort of here. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the flying cars again, and, and it, it just kind of took me, and then to see that it was in Los Angeles and with that opening shot, it looks more like Coruscant in Star Wars. I mean, it's just a city that goes on mm-hmm. forever. And you have fire shooting up out of the, out of the buildings, and it's like what I'd, ex- I'd expect. So apocalyptic. Yeah. Sorry, I expect Detroit to look like that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and that was right? the joke. But I mean, it's not just the fact that they that there's you know flames coming up. It's like nuclear explosions are happening. You know, I mean, like like are these munitions right. plants that are having accidental? I mean, it's it's gnarly what's happening. So yeah, um, but, but on the t- same. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, but on, on top of all that, though, the uh, I thought the movie was 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 good as far as it kept my attention. The acting I thought was pretty well done, um, and the, you know there were some things that took me out of the film for a couple of seconds, but nothing nothing too terrible. Uh, do I want to watch it again? No. But I did enjoy it a lot better this time than I did uh, 15 years ago. And we got to think, too, in 1982, this looked like the future, right? In, t- in terms of the, the technology, in terms of what it looked like, this, this looked to us like some of, something we would see today 
is is attempting to tell what the future would hold. Yeah. So it, it I don't want to poo-poo it too much on on the looks of the futuristic stuff. Because I think, you know, it's it's along the lines of, you know, the old uh, Judge Dredd, right? And some of those things back then. You know what it kind of reminded me of is when Marty McFly comes back in an alternate timeline. Yeah. 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 That's a good point, yeah. Rengy, dirty civilization. Yeah, paper flying everywhere. It's It's all kind of gross. I mean, even... I mean, the guy who is, like, the programmer, right? You would think that this guy would be, like, the equivalent of, um, like, Steve Ballmer, right? A billionaire. And instead, he's living in this weird, dilapidated building with all these really weird toys that he can make. And But there's, you know, again, there's holes and there's water leaking everywhere. And it's, it's kind of a dump. And I just... I, I thought it. I just thought it was weird. Just the world building, the normal parts of the world building just didn't seem right to me. It just seemed strange. Like, I don't know. I just for a guy who invents robots uh, for a living, you would think that he would have some as guard dogs or something. You know, it just seemed weird that right. anyone could just come up that big dumb elevator and walk into his penthouse while he's in a bathrobe. It's just that that seemed weird. It seemed weird to me that like, if you're gonna do an in an interview to determine if a guy is a replicant, you should be have safety precautions in place. You know, not yeah. How safe. how did this man have a gun? Yeah, like did he have it like up his a hole or something? Or like <laughs> I mean, like where did he keep it? Right, because he's there clearly like in some kind of bathrobe, so he's obviously naked. But, right. But I mean. But these replicants, all of them are known to be stronger than us, right? They can hurt us. So why would you have just bureaucrats sitting there reading a list? It should be in a controlled room so that, oh, this thing is a replicant. Then all we have to do is push a button and it dies. Exactly. And there should the fail-safe on these things. Yeah. And going back to my multiplicity reference, even they had a little mark on the back of their ear. Letting you know which clone they were. <laughs> That's true. Which copy they were. Yeah. So, um, that, I mean, could you not mark them somehow? Is there not? Yeah, and that's what I thought. Like, I don't understand the purpose. Total of... recall it. Give them a third boob. Turn them blue. Something. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like an iRobot, we know they make them, I mean, they're still robots, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, Data is a Android, whatever, and, but I just, I don't understand the purpose. Why do you have to make them look like that and make them think that they're people? I don't understand. Yeah. The, what's the purpose of it? You know, I mean, if you like the purpose, like we would, you would build a robot so that it can do a thing that we don't want to do. Right. I mean, that's why we build robots. That's why we have, build have, machines. So have either of you guys seen the first season of uh, Westworld? Westworld? No. Okay. All right. They kind of asked that question, you know, what's the purpose of building robots that look like us? Um, and, and it's mainly because we, we want to shoot people. We want to screw people. Uh, we, we, it's, it's all about, um, our vices as humans that, that we kind of just, you know, the worst in us do that stuff. 
it's just an interesting question interesting question of you know what what would you do if you could do anything right and that's that that's the whole premise of westworld you know you go to this theme park where you could be anybody do anything and you could literally be the black hat or the white hat and you could either kill everybody you want or be the good guy and try to save people right um so i know that this works in the book if i'm reading this i mean like 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 you said i none of us have read the book but mm-hmm. I, I feel like this works better in the book in your imagination when it's brought yeah. to to the screen it i think it loses some stuff and can this story i mean i'm not rewriting the story here but or maybe i am i don't know but could this be told without being in the future could it happen today you know i think we we saw ex machina mm-hmm. which doesn't really look like it's a futuristic type movie it could have been set in today's time yeah with with some futuristic technology existing in today's time but we didn't have, you know, a, 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 decrepit, a decrepit city and uh, uh, all these futuristic cars and technologies. And you know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like that I feel like that part of the movie does take you out of the reality of what they're trying to build. Yeah. Well, and, and I can I build on top of that in terms of kind of a different feeling I got, they tell you throughout this, um, this movie that people have left to go off world. Right. Right. And apparently the only people that can go off world have to pass some sort of genetic testing. Those that can't pass that testing are stuck on earth. So the rejects are stuck on earth, which is why it's dirty, nasty, you know, gross. And the people are so weird, but the crux of this whole thing is they wouldn't even let these replicants live among the rejects of the human life of the human race. Right. I have been just waste deep, deep diving in this, this trivia. There's this, this, I mean, it's not a piece of trivia. It's an article. I mean, this thing is, it's a hundred words long and it's, it's, it's 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 kind of baffling me, <laughs> um, because it's making me think of things about this movie I'd never thought of. I mean, when I it's funny when I talk to um, other people that know me, they always say things like, "I don't watch movies like you do, because I just watch them for the entertainment, and you watch them to analyze." Yeah, and and that's true to a point. But like what I'm reading, I mean, but there are also people that can can see a movie and analyze it and and view it in ways that I never think of because of my kind of very um, logical, not logical. Well, yeah, kind of logical slash just not simple. I can't think of the word, but like I don't know, just simple-minded. No, I just the way I think of things, it's just like you know realistic kind of ways. And so like this this thing here that I'm reading is is just really interesting. Like I never understood the purpose of of James Edward Almost, which by the way, does does that guy ever not look 50? <laughs> um I mean, he looks 
He looks five minutes younger in this movie than he did when he starred in Stand and Deliver, which would come out like in like ninety one. And then he looks like ten minutes younger than he did in Battlestar Galactica, which I think start started off in the early aughts. You know, so anyway. Yeah. Sorry. But like the fact that he is doing I, I never understood again, I've only seen this movie twice, but I didn't understand the little origami thingies that he's doing. I just thought it was a little thing that he liked to do for for fun. And now that I'm reading this thing, it, it ha- they have meaning. There's a purpose to them. This this movie is kind of like what, what were we talking about recently, Sam? Where where the, the director does a thing. If it's in the movie, he did it on purpose, like a yeah, uh, like a Kubrick. Thank idea. you, Kubrick, like a like a Stanley Kubrick kind of movie. So the idea is that, and I know I'm going way off the rails with this, and I'm I'm, I'm I'll eventually get to my five word review, but like. So the first one he he does is a is a chicken. And that the idea is that he's actually taunting him because he doesn't want to, you know, Deckard doesn't want to go back to being a blade runner, right? Which is a trope. Yeah. He oh was, yeah. He was he was in, he was the best, and now he's out and the chief makes him go back. And it's a trope. And so he he draws a, a draws a chicken and then the second time they see him uh, Gaff is the uh, Edward Almost's character. He he knows that he has met Rachel, and knows that he's into her, and that's why he draw he he creates a little man with a wiener, with an erection. <laughs> Which, yeah. When I watched it this time, I thought, does that little man have a have a wiener on him? Anyway, it does. And then the <laughs> and then then he makes one of the unicorn. And then Deckard has the whole flashback of the unicorn, and that the idea is that Gaff is letting him know, I know that you have Rachel, and that she is kind of the unicorn. She is... The she medicine. is the, the different. She's or... the different one, and doomed to, doomed to die like a unicorn is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also then leads into... What Sam and I chatted about earlier is that Sam thinks that Deckard is a replicant. Yeah, I I kind of wondered that myself. I, I I wanted to see if we were going to get a uh, I see dead people moment. Well, <laughs> right. I we can talk about it whether or not you believe it. And we can chat about it, and then I can tell you what I know. Um, oh, you know. Well. From what the director has said and what the result of, of Blade Runner 2047 has resulted in. Um, and so, so anyway, so like, so one of the things that this, this article here is talking about is how Gaff knew, or yeah, that, Gaff knew that Deckard, or thinks anyway, he thinks that Deckard is a replicant. And mm-hmm. thus, the unicorn and why Deckard has a flash in his, you know, when he's on the, you know, drinking, laying down on the piano of a unicorn is kind of the same way how Deckard knew that she had the memory about the spider and the thing. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. Huh. So I think like a Bluetooth of sorts, sure. Bluetooth communication of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Why not? <coughs> Sorry. Couldn't get the button in time. So it's, it's really interesting what I'm reading. Um, 
do they make movies like this anymore? Uh, well, they just did make twenty forty nine or twenty forty seven. I, I mean, but but I in terms of the, I know J.J. Abrams loves his little mystery boxes and things like that, but not this methodical. That makes sense. It seems like the the movies in the seventies and eighties, a lot of them at this quality level, were just methodical in the attempt to be very philosophical. I I. I think multi-layered the, and all that sort of mess. I think the answer is yes. It's just they don't. We don't see them very often because I think we, as a movie theater public, right, as a movie ticket buying public, we don't want that. Yeah. I'm and I'm using very generic terms, right? You know, we are the people that made, you know, Transformers one of the highest grossing oh. films of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, like like Avengers: Endgame is the highest-grossing film of all time. And yeah, you know, because it's it's an action thing. It doesn't really require you to think. And in fact, the movie kind of tells you not to think a little bit about the time travel stuff. Yep. Um. You know what I'm saying? Whereas movies like Ex Machina, which is a great example, that movie is is a slow burn with the philosophical and the multi-layered. Yeah. And That's true, yeah. There's a lot of things I never happening. thought of that. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening in that movie that we really had a good time kind of unpacking with the podcast and still kind of think to this day, is that poor guy still locked in that bedroom? Oh, oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, he... Has, he, has he passed away? Did he drink all the toilet water? I mean, um, <laughs> I, uh, and, and, but that movie made like $11 in the theater. Yeah, but it was nominated True. for stuff. So I mean, I, I, those movies do exist. We might not hear of them unless someone suggests that we do it for a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I do think they're yeah. out there, Sam. I mean, gosh, you just talked. We were talking about pre-show about the movie Joker. I mean, I've, yeah. not, I've not seen that. Joker, no, but... that is true. That is that would be a, a throwback to to that time yeah. of this type of movie. It really would yeah. be. Yeah, I never thought of that, but yeah, you're entirely right. So I think the answer to your question is yes, and mm-hmm. very rarely we have to, you have to have something that kind of shines. I mean, to be honest, Sam, the reason why that movie is 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 as great as it is is because the director wanted to create he wanted to tell this really hard story, and using the vehicle of the Joker, using the the, the DC universe as his vehicle, helps him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if this was just a dude that dressed up as a clown and it wasn't Pennywise and it's not the Joker, then do we care? Yeah, right. Is it if he's set in New York and not Gotham, and there's no one named Bruce Wayne nearby? Do we care? I don't know. So, huh? Uh, I know we're forty something minutes into the show almost now, but my five word review (laughs) um, (laughs) is. And some people are going to hate me for this, but uh, you have to deal with it. Moist robot noir, noir, dirty cop. Noir is a hard word to say. <laughs> moist robot. You just noir, wanted to say moist. Dirty yeah, cop. That's exactly what it was. Just, oh, every everyone was just so wet in this movie. I mean, gosh, the only person that wasn't wet was the the lady. The uh, the red lipstick, Sean Young, I think was her name. She's like the only oh, one. yeah, with the weird hair. Yeah. Like the only I one. did like how 
she was able to just take her hair down and have a completely different hairstyle without having to, like, you know, curl it or fix it or anything. Well, she is a robot. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam sends me a text earlier today as he's watching the movie and says, did Harrison Ford just rape that robot? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm glad that somebody else felt that way. Right, as it I was, was so watching, uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, and I don't know if it's because we're in the Me Too generation, or we're just more we're just more woke, as the kids say. But I I, I was watching that. It did. I I didn't want to watch it, and when I watched it in college, I don't remember that scene. Mm. Um. I mean, maybe I blocked it out because it was uncomfortable then. I don't know. But, uh, I, yeah, it was really uncomfortable. I was reading through some of the uh, trivia against some of it. There's 219 pieces of trivia. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So, obviously, I have not read a lot of it. Um, as I kind of, I'm scrolling through some of it right now. The one thing that I did read, though, was when he pushes her back up against the the kind of the wall there, and she kind of has this shocked look on her face. That that look was real because he wasn't supposed to do that. He was supposed to just kind of stop her from leaving because he wanted he wanted her right, and but instead he pushed her and she kind of stumbled and hit back the wall. And so that look that she has is kind of a, a like legitimate like. That hurt, I'm kind of scared now, kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And he, Which, that's so weird. But then he, he breaks the ice on, on set by going up to her and then making, like, awkward, super creepy, like, moaning noises, and they laugh. And, but in the movie, they kept that cut for some reason. And you're, you're not wrong. It kind of comes across as a little rapey. Yes. Especially when he's, I mean, it's one thing to do the dirty, you know, the dirty pillow talk, like, you know, you know, say my name or say kiss me or whatever. But it comes a little, it kind of comes across as say the things that I want you to say or I'll hurt you. I mean, it kind of comes across like that. And I don't know why it was, um, why it did that, why, why they did it that way. But they did. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Weird. Uh, I'm going to run through some of my notes in my list here uh, before we get into the... I didn't capture a lot of clips. Um, I did make the joke about we're going from new Ford to old, old Ford to new Ford. Um, I mentioned the stupid uh, factories. I mentioned the interrogator. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, Extinction is what... Oh, the movie Extinction. Remember that movie that we did? Um, oh yeah, a bunch of episodes ago where they made robots to do stuff for us, and then they basically rose up and took over the world. I I said that movie basically is the sequel to this movie, right? Like the replicants win; they come back and they take over, and so that's what we get that movie from. That's kind of a dumb joke. Um, uh, I then I, I mentioned I wonder if Philip K. Dick has an eye thing because you have the Minority Report with the eyes and. And that movie has a lot of water in it, too. And I wonder if there's a thing there. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mentioned the iMag thing. Um, I love the idea of street forensics. Like, he just, 
he never goes to a building, right? He always just is like on the street. He gets his noodles from the street. He gets his forensic work done on the street. It just the streets of LA just have everything. <laughs> uh, I did write for a hot shot cop. He gets beat up a lot. Um, Daryl Hannah, her her makeup with the hair kind of reminded me of Harley Quinn a little bit. Yeah, oh, a little it was bit. Daryl Hannah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Splash. Hmm. I know it makes me wonder. Maybe I mean I don't know. I guess female clowns not that original, but it kind of made me wonder of like when they drew her because the first appearance of Harley Quinn is in the Batman the animated series. She was never in the original comics. Um. And it makes me wonder if, like, those drawers, the people that drew that were like, hey, this would kind of work, you know? So, anyway. Weird. Uh, and the last thing I wrote was Ford is only alive because of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't really finish the conversation, though, about do we think Harrison Ford's character, if we think Deckard is a replicant or not. I mean, do you guys have any other insights into th- whether you think he is or isn't? I just think the only reason this guy saved him is because he's a replicant and knew it. Uh, I I don't think, I don't know. I don't know that he would have saved him just because, I don't know. It's hard to say. One of the things in the book that's written about replicants is that replicants don't like other replicants. The fact that these four are stuck together is unique. Interesting. But the fact that most of them are indifferent to each other would maybe lean you to the fact that if Deckard is willing to kill them, you know, shoot them in the back while running through glass, you know, that, that might suggest that he is. The other thing, the other big hint in the movie is that all of the replicants, if you think back, all have this kind of interesting glowing eye effect happening. Yeah. The owl had it. Um, you know, they, She they, had it. Yeah, all, all of them have it at some point. And there is a brief moment in which Harrison Ford has it. Really? Interesting. It's, it's brief, but it, it, there is a moment where it happens. Um, so the, so ultimately the answer is, is yes. He actually is one. Now, yeah. Harrison Ford says he wasn't. And when they were filming it, he filmed it as if he was not. He filmed it as if it was a, he was a man because he felt that if if not, I'm a the, real boy. Then the final scene, <laughs> then the final scene is just a machine fighting a machine, and there's no, there's no intrigue, there's no conflict. But if it's man versus machine, then you get that that age old, you know, guy versus the steel, you know, or a steam engine kind of thing. Well, who's that? Yeah. Oh, who's that? Not Paul Brown. Who's that? You know what I'm talking about in the the old the old tall tale was the guy who challenged the steam engine to John Henry. John Henry, yeah. thank you, John Henry. Here we go. Thanks. Sorry. So anyway, so yeah, and then they mention it. It's it's mentioned in. I have not seen the new Blade Runner yet. I have it on my DVR. It's like a three hour movie. I just I, just, I haven't had a chance to watch Ugh. it. But um, but basically Ryan Gosling brings it up. He's like, you're older, and he goes. I was designed to age, or something like that. That's from what I've been told, or heard, or read, or whatever. Huh. Anyway, 
Uh, some tropes I did write down. Uh, cops, who is the best, is out. It has to be brought back in. That's a joke. Zoom and enhance. And, oh, here's a new one we haven't really talked about before on the, on the show, but this is a good one. Reading a newspaper makes you invisible. <laughs> you want to sneak behind stage with all the naked ladies? Just read a newspaper. No one will look at you. That's right. You try that and let us know how it turns out. Interesting. It also seemed weird that the the th- the three replicants were kind of in on it, but the one she just wanted to go get naked and dance in front of people. That seemed weird. Yeah. You know, it's like they escape, and those three like they have a goal, but not her. She just wants to go be naked in front of people with a big snake. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing wrong with it. It just seems strange. Like you know, the last the last few. Days on Earth, or whatever weeks, months, whatever you're gonna spend it doing that. So okay, that's fine. Do what you want. Yeah, you be you. Home again, home again. I didn't mean to play that. I meant to play. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's time for that. Actually, it's time for clips. So I'll play that. I'll start it again. Home again, home again. So <laughs> the reason why I played that is you know how when you're growing up. And your parents say things that because they say them, you just assume other people say them. And then you get a little bit older, like high school or college, and then you realize, oh, no one else says these things? Did you oh, guys, yeah. Did you guys that's, ever have that's why. That's why I was a Republican before I got to college. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have anything like oh, that, Oh, they liberalized you at, at college. It's true. Sam, did you have anything like that? What's that, when they say? Yeah, just like a thing that your parents would say to you, and then like you just think that that's just kind of like a normal part of the... Oh, like like you'll never succeed at life. You're such a, a dummy. <laughs> no, um, you dork. I hate your guts. Uh, what, 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 that parent, kind of thing? Uh, every parent says that. That's normal. That's not... That's oh, okay. Not unique to your... <laughs> <laughs> Both of my parents were musicians. Dad was a band director. Mom also taught music for a little while. And so whenever they would refer to anything as standard, as being the bass model, dad would refer to it as being B-flat. Because in music, B-flat's the first note you, you learn on a brass <laughs> instrument. It's, it's as basic as you get as a B-flat. And so mm-hmm. like, I remember them coming home with a new, they bought a new car. I'm like, oh gosh, you got you bought a new car. Dad says it's nothing special. It's just a B flat Stratus, and I knew what that meant. I knew that meant that this was as, as standard as a car as you can get. You know, like it had power windows, but it didn't have cruise control, and you know, it didn't have a you know you know moonroof or anything like that. It was, it was a stick shift, by the way. And so I was like, I just thought that, and it was years before I realized. <laughs> People don't know what that means unless you're a music person. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, even some music people had to think about it if you explain it without the context. And so, anyway, my point of all that, that story was simply I can't tell you how many times we would come home from anywhere the store, from the beach, from wherever, and my mom would say, Home again, home again, diggity bitch. It was just a thing she said. I had no idea until I watched this movie a handful of years ago 
that she got it from this movie. Wow. <laughs> I just never knew. And I, was, I, I saw this movie, and then I called her up. And I'm like, that little thing you used to say, you took it from Blade Runner. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, how much more of my childhood was influenced by 80s movies? And then I realized, having conversations with my dad, a lot, because a lot of things he says are from movies from the 80s. So, anyway. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. Here we go. Wake up. Time to die. I just like the way he said that. Wake up, it's time to die. And this is, I only captured three clips. Um, there, there was a lot of dialogue, but I just, I didn't think anything was very funny and worthy of repeating. But this computer kind of weirded me out. A Mr. J.F. Sebastian, 16417. I just, she, she sounds like, to me, it sounds like Scarlett Johansson pretending to she's like high. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, Black Widow, who's at the door? A Mr. J. F. Sebastian. Oh, okay. Oh, that's weird. You okay? <laughs> no. Nice. Yeah. All right. Time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I'll try to read through some of this pretty quickly. At around uh, 38 minutes after Pris first meets J.F. Sebastian, uh, William Sanderson, she runs away from him, skidding into his car and smashing the window with her elbow. This was a genuine mistake causing, caused by Hannah slipping on the wet ground, because, again, everything is wet. The glass wasn't, supposed to, wasn't breakaway glass. It was real glass, and Hannah chipped her elbow in eight places. She still, she still has the scar from the incident. Yikes. Yeah. Rudger Hauer. But does she have the same jacket? No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rudger Hauer came up with many inventive ideas for his characterization, like the moment where he grabs and fondles a dove. I don't know why they use the word fondle, but that's the word they use. I don't think he was fondling a dove. He yeah, I didn't really get fondle from that. Uh, no. There was more fondling in the, the rapey yeah. robot scene than there was the dove. He also improvised the now iconic line, all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. That's That was improvised. That's, that's improvised. Now, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty I got to awesome. give that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's one hell of a line. It is one hell of a line. I mm-hmm. mean, it it, it kind of ranks up there with like... I love you, I know, which was improvised. You know, and things like that. Yeah. I, just, um, I think it's more poetic. But it's, it's, it's literally sounds like somebody, like a room full of writers took three months to come up with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then like he comes in and says that one line, and all those writers are pissed off now. <laughs> Me and... Why did I think of that? The idea for Roy Batty to release a dove after he dies was Rutger's idea. The dove was supposed to release itself and fly away just after Beatty's death. However, while filming the scene, the large amount of water used for the rain soaked the dove, rendering it unable to fly, so it just hopped out of his hand and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Smoke break for the dove. Yeah, I know. Uh, the last one I copied was people attempted to dissuade Ridley Scott from shooting at the Bradbury building, 
as it had become a cliche after being used in numerous television shows, but he was having none of it. I thought they capt- they they filmed at the Bradbury building just because of Ray Bradbury, like because of he's a you know he's a science fiction author and people will. I I don't know what the Bradbury building is. I don't either. I don't know what that means. So I mean, I guess it's in shows. I just thought that was interesting because I thought that they used the Bradbury building because of Ray Bradbury. I thought they were just here is another science fiction author that we're kind of paying homage to. Right. So, I just. That's what I thought it was. I thought, and nothing more. So, anyway, uh, moving on to this. To this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're gonna do Ridley Scott movies because we can't do Harrison Ford movies because we just did those. Yeah, it's funny how we did two Harrison Ford movies back to back. No, we didn't mean to. Like obviously. at total opposite ends of his uh, his career. Pretty close to it. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, close. pretty close. I guess we could have done. Uh, I can't remember. Gone with the wind. Yeah, that's the first. His first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the trip to the moon. I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. Cannonball Run. Yeah, uh, sure. There you go. Yeah. Right. Ridley Scott. Here we go. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. So I had um, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Number three. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom of Heaven. Number two. Really? Nice. Yeah. You can't say anything, Sam. You haven't watched it yet. It's still sitting over your your house that you produced. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. I haven't seen the extended cut. Oh, I thought you hadn't seen it yet. You no, I haven't seen the extended cut. You which need to I'm, watch I'm, the extended cut. Dude, dude, yeah, just wait. Just it's wait. A, it's the, a very long film. Yeah, but so yes, whenever good. you get the three hours to watch it, I'll take the three hours to watch uh, Blade Runner 2047. Is it three hours long? Yeah, it's pretty close to it. Oh dear God! Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, and then the number one, and I'm probably going to catch some flack for this, but I liked it. Um, Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, yeah. Now again, that was, that was Andrew, you have to see the director's cut. Yeah. The director's is Ridley cut. Scott. Does he just getting screwed over by the production companies? I really think so because the director's cut of Robin Hood is actually really good. Uh, yeah, it's it's a better movie. It really is. It's I mean, it's, I need to see that one too. I guess. Yeah, because the the main the just the theatrical version is fine. I like it fine, but the director's mm-hmm. cut is really good. There's there's just a little bit more intrigue happening. Same, Interesting. Same thing with Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven director's mm-hmm. cut is a different movie. It just feels differently, and there's mm-hmm. a whole huh. character that you don't even see in the theatrical version. Hmm. Yeah, I only have the director's cut. Of- Kingdom of Heaven. I've never seen the theatrical version. In the theatrical version, this is not really a spoiler, but there is no child. Really? There, that, that character doesn't exist. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that definitely that different. That doesn't make sense to Sam. He won't know what that means. But yeah. there is no child. So that changes like a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So, and you really... Anyway, you have way more sympathy yeah. for the lady in the the director's cut. Right. Interesting. Sam. All right. Um, well, even without the director's cut, I enjoy Kingdom of Heaven. Mm. So there you go yeah, on that one. No, that's good. That's my number three. My number two is The Martian. All right. Which is a more recent one. And my number one 
I love, I could watch it every single day. I love the gladiator. Yeah. I just love gladiator. I love the music. I love the story. I just, I love it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a great, it won best picture for a reason. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not a movie that, that is listed here that I, that hasn't been said. So yeah, my honorable mention was Robin Hood director's cut because I figured neither one of you would say that one. Um, wow. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven was my number three, obviously the director's cut. <sighs> number two for me is Gladiator, and number one is The Martian. Oh, okay. Oh, you like The Martian that much? I love The Martian. Anytime it's on, I'm watching it. I just... The book is amazing, too. I'm sure it is. I just... The, the Martian is what um, a lot of Star Trek fans want Star Trek to be, right? There's no bad guy, right? It's, yeah. Time is the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, just the circumstance is the bad guy. And, and that's okay. And we don't always have to have a movie where it's the, it's the villain of the week and we need to go use our whatever and, and defeat him. I mean, people make fun of the movie with the whales, but it's a fun movie and it's okay to have a movie where to solve a problem, we just have to think about some stuff. We don't have to shoot anybody. That's a bad movie, Sean. It's not a bad a... movie. It's not a bad movie. It's fine. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's not. It's an even number movie. It's horrible. It's just worse. You've it's never seen nasty. it, Sam. It's just the worst. It is an even number, but still, yeah. I, I didn't care for it. Movie. It's crazy. It's just horrible. Shut up, Sam. <laughs> yeah. when, they, when, they, when they stick the whales yeah. and, and, and the whales attack the ship. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the captain goes down with the ship. Yeah. And... And, you know, the whale sails away. The big white whale just kind of floats away in yeah. space. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> it's just, I don't understand. <laughs> Almost those things kind of happen until the last <laughs> thing you said. <laughs> There's no such thing as space whales, Sean. That's all I got to say. There are no such thing as space cowboys. There's no such thing. No, no that's fine. Uh we actually should do that one for the podcast. That would be a fun one to do. Uh, sure. Uh, we've done several other ones. I don't know. Honestly, the one that I want to do the most is Star Trek V because it's bad. I mean, it's objectively yeah. bad. And, yeah, it, it is. And I know Sam would have a real good time just laughing at some Star Trek on that one. So, I mean, I mean seriously, Sam, Spock does the Vulcan neck pinch on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> he does it to a horse. I'm back. No, I was I was sharing a moment with you, Sam, and your freaking controller. Actually, that time it's the controller. The wire is wrapped around my leg, and I accidentally jerked it out. (laughs) Okay, that's That's weird. So, what happens to your catheter, too? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds painful. What's supposed to happen? This is where uh, we give this movie a score of. Of uh, zero or ten, or in some combination in between. Andrew. Uh, yeah. Well, I I think judging by my past experience and and this experience, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be extremely high on this. I know that uh, IMDb is eight-ish or something like that. I think. Oh, I are saw. they that high? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie but, is loved. This is this. Yeah. Yeah, but not for, not for me. Um, I'm. This will be at about a 5.3 for me. 5.3. All right. Uh, Sam. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm not 
as down. I thought it was interesting, at least. Um, I enjoy the sci-fi element of the 82, uh, you know, predicting what we were doing last year. Um, but it was a slog. It was a film noir, and I'm just, I'm not really... Oh, sorry, keep going. That. I don't know. I, I was, I, I'm just not That's really your front into, gate to uh, your house? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I, film noir is not a style that I'm really passionate about. Um, and that's just a personal preference. So I, a six point, it's a six, four out of 10 for me. How about you, Sean? Yeah. Um, I liked the movie. I think I liked it Honestly, I think I liked it better the first time than I did this time. Um, but I, I still think it's a good movie. I mean, like a like a good movie. It's a well-made movie. Yeah, and, you know, I got to get that. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I mean, it's weird. And um, you you have to really engage your brain and kind of think about what's happening. And frankly, we well, we haven't had to do that in a while in a movie. <laughs> I'm mean, just be honest. I'm trying to. Th- I'm looking back at our movies here. I mean, the last time we kind of engaged our brain um, on a movie, I think maybe was like Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and then yeah. and then maybe before that. I mean, it might have to be Annihilation, maybe. So that oh. was back in November. Um. So. Yeah, I think, and that's okay. I think it's okay to kind of, it's like the, it's like the Brussels sprouts of film. You know, like sometimes we have to, to do this so we can watch what we're going to watch next week. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I do like the movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a pretty film. Um, obviously, some of the stuff is kind of weird and bad, but, oh, and there's a, there's a bunch of, I, I noticed this time watching it, there's like three different times where I saw an Atari logo. And I nice. thought, I thought, mm. nope. Of the branding of the of those companies, you picked the wrong one. Um, they they thought this company's going to take over the world. Yeah, I think they would have been better off with Nintendo, but I guess they <laughs> they didn't. they got Coke right. That one was right. Um, uh-huh. They got that one right. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a just a, a seven. Just a seven. I like it. I think it's good. And give it another year or two, three years, and I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll finally get my my copy back from you now, Sam. Um, yeah. Well, I mean. Again, I know I you're gonna I'll, make the I'll, joke I'll about the coaster, coaster out of the blah blah and, blah. Yeah. Whatever. Again, yeah. it's my dad's Blu-ray. You're not gonna piss off my dad. So. There you go. <laughs> you and your jokes. Next week. Uh, we can we can do this right now, or, or we can we can just pick what's next, or we want to do something, something a little less heavy. Well, next week is Bumblebee. Okay, that's a little less heavy. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Bum, Amazon Prime. Bumblebee, Bumblebee, tuna. Bum bum Bumblebee, Bumblebee, tuna. All right, I've never heard that version of that, but I'm with you. Uh, let me just make sure yeah. it's still streaming because you know. <laughs> you never know. I spelled, Lord knows. I spelled Bumble wrong. Bumblebee 2018. It is streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Nice. There you go with uh, with people in it with uh, Haley Steinfeld who 
Hubba Hubba, uh, your John Cena, and a bunch of other people. So nice. Yeah. There you go. So next week, I uh, heard it's, I heard it's better, and that's all I gotta. I hope. I hope. I hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. The uh, the last John Cena thing I saw, I watched with my kids. It was called uh, uh, what was this? It? It about a firefighter or a uh, smoke jumper? Oh yeah, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so I hope Bumblebee is better than that. Okay. Yeah. No, no, we'll see. It's not a Michael Bay movie, so there's that. Dun, da, da. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. That's going to do it for us. That's the show. That's the podcast. Gosh, thank you for listening, uh, especially if you're new to the show. Again, I don't want to discount your joining us. If you're one of the dudes that I met this last week at the conference that said, I'll listen to your show, welcome. Thank you. That's really cool of you. Um, again, and, and those of you that still listen to the show, we really appreciate it. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube. Those are places you can do that. Um, it'd be nice to have some reviews. Whether you like us or you hate us, we just like some feedback. Uh, com is our website. Facebook.com slash reviews is, of course, that. At Twitter, or Twitter is at uh, CheapSeatCast. You can follow us. Instagram, I put things on there occasionally. Um, send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. Where I guess next week, the, f- the week after Bumblebee weekend, now that we have a hole in the schedule thanks to Rumble being pulled, we can do that movie that the person that director, oh yeah, there you go, guy wants us to to review. So we'll do that then. That works. That uh, sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. I like this plan. I'm glad to be part of it. Uh, that's it. That's the show. I don't have anything else to say other than if you do like the show, please tell other people. It'd be really cool if, you know, we can get, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's make like April. Let's like shoot for April to make it like the best month ever. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, in May, of course, we will hit episode 300 where we will be watching 300. So I'm obviously excited about that. So in the meantime, um, we appreciate it. Go back and listen to old episodes if you want. And so on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.